everyone, and welcome back to the Per the Contract podcast. I'm your host, Annalise, and if you didn't know, I'm also the CEO of Apto Media. And at Apto Media, we help entrepreneurs become profitable and scalable from day one through branding and strategy. And on today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with you about the five best decisions I made that grew my business and dramatically grew my business within one year. Uh, But before I get into today's episode, let's do a little life and business update. I am a huge podcast listener, of course, and I love when podcasters put their little life and business updates in the beginning of their episodes sometimes, uh, because it kind of brings the real life, this sounds kind of weird, but it brings the real life person to life, or brings the person to life, that's what I want to say. Because, you know, sometimes when you look on Instagram, it looks like their life is perfect and everything's good and hunky-dory. And I will absolutely gladly say mine is going so perfectly well. (laughs) No, no, it's just more so brings kind of a different perspective to the person themselves that's behind the microphone uh, and behind the Instagram photos and stuff. So you can also just get a little bit more information about me and who I am. Uh, So for the life update, life has been pretty good. You know, we're in September now, which is crazy. I don't know how I blinked and August is gone. Uh, But one of the biggest updates on personal life is that I booked a last minute trip to Phoenix at the end of August, and it was absolutely so incredible and so much fun. Uh, But a little backstory about what I mean by last minute trip, Uh, I mean really last minute. So basically my boyfriend was supposed to go on a guy's trip and unfortunately the afternoon before his flight. So his friend called him at 4 p.m. and he on Monday and he was supposed to leave at Tuesday. I think he was supposed to be at the airport at like 5 a.m. But basically his friend called him the afternoon before and unfortunately he had just tested positive for COVID He had been going to the doctor and was trying to figure out something, and then it had led to him being positive with COVID. So unfortunately, my boyfriend was super bummed because he had already taken days off of work. We He helps with Apto, of course, and we had rearranged things uh, because we knew he wasn't going to be there that week. So we had rearranged things so that there wasn't that much work going on. So overall, we were just like super bummed out because we had worked everything around and rearranged everything. So instead of him losing out on the days and him and us losing out on all the hard work it took to rearrange everything for him to take this trip, we just decided to take a trip ourselves together. And so what we did was is we went on Expedia. Uh, I love Expedia. This is where I book all of my flights, all of my hotels, all of my cars, anything. When it comes to vacationing, I always try to go through Expedia. Uh, Because I do like that they are the middle person between like myself and the hotels and the airlines. I do feel like they're a little bit better of a buffer as well as you always get these great last minute deals. So I had never booked a last minute deal. I'm normally a very avid travel planner. I'm not that crazy to where it's down to the hour, but I am crazy enough to know like what we're doing each day, you know, what the weather is. I really try to not be as super detailed, but at least have some type of plan going into a vacation. But with this trip, we had no plan. So basically we went on Expedia. They have a section where it's like last minute trips or booking or packages. I forget what it is exactly, but it's something on their website where you book a trip last minute. And so we just put in, we originally actually put in Florida, but it was right either during or before the hurricane or something. So it was going to rain the whole time. 
So we then put in Arizona and my older brother lives in Tucson. So I had never really explored Phoenix. I'd been before actually to my brother's wife's bachelorette party before COVID, but we literally just partied and I didn't even see the city. So we went um, on Expedia and found that Phoenix, Arizona was super cheap. And for two flights and for the hotel, we got it under, I think it was $900, something around there. So under $1,000 for a five-day vacation, like sign me up, please. Uh, so we booked it. Uh, we booked a last minute trip and we went to Phoenix, Arizona. So we left. Basically, my boyfriend's friend called at 4 p.m. on Monday. We had booked Phoenix, Arizona by 10 p.m. Monday night. And then Tuesday morning, we had to wake up at 3 a.m. to drive to the airport to then get to our flight that left at 7 a.m. So it was definitely a whirlwind, but it was so much fun to just book something so last minute and it was not the week I was expecting at all, but it was honestly so much fun to just book something last minute, go with, you know, your partner, go with your friends, whatever. Like if you have the chance to do it, I highly recommend booking a last minute trip. It was just so much fun. But Phoenix in general too was really fun. I was really impressed with the city. It was clean. It was a huge city. It's very spread out. So if you are going, I definitely recommend you rent a car. Um, and then... The people were super nice. I mean, coming from New York and I grew up in Boston, I'm normally equipped to the Northeastern style person, which if you go to a restaurant, they're not typically asking you, oh, how are you doing? Or where are you coming from? Or they don't really ask questions, I don't know, about what your life is. But down in Phoenix, everyone was super nice. Everyone was super helpful. Like we got lost one day and Everyone was so nice and putting us in the right direction. And it was just really nice to just get out of New York and get out of that Northeast mentality for a little bit, especially since we also hadn't taken a trip together in two years. So we'd kind of been in like stuck in this Northeastern bubble of the United States that it needed to pop and we needed to get out. Uh, but yeah, I was really impressed by Phoenix and it was just so much fun. I don't know if I recommend going during August though, because it was very hot to where we would wake up in the morning, go on like a hike or do something really early in the morning. And then we would come back to the hotel, hang by the pool, have some drinks, have lunch. And then we would just kind of chill until later on in the afternoon when it kind of cooled down to do something else. So at one point during the trip when we were driving, I looked down and it was 117 degrees, the highest temperature it was, but it was it's different. It's not the same as you think of 100 degrees in New York because in Arizona, it's dry heat and it's definitely a lot different. So, but overall, it was really nice. Just make sure if you are going during the summer that you book a hotel or an Airbnb or something with a pool because you are going to need it. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting in the AC for four or five hours until it cools down. So that's the personal update, just a last minute trip that I booked. Here, I have two business updates. So the first update is that the Boss Up Blueprint is live and ready to join. I mentioned this in the previous episode um, about the Boss Up Blueprint, why it was started, who I'm doing it with, all of that good stuff. But just to recap a little bit, uh, it's a 10-week group program that is not a 10K coaching program. And to learn more about our tagline, definitely go listen to episode eight. It'll explain why we are calling it not a 10K coaching program. Um, and this program is designed to help women entrepreneurs run successful businesses with the right mindset and a strategic plan in place. So you'll not only receive my insight as a business strategist, 
but you'll also receive Shaheen, um, who's a business coach. She's an amazing business coach, and she started her own company called Boss Up with Shaheen, and she really helps with the mindset and stepping into your brand authority and kind of figuring out why you might not be stepping into your CEO role, right? She really helps you figure out on the mindset behind those things. So we're combining our strengths to ensure that businesses are really set up from the very beginning. And, you know, we both started this program because again, it was something that we wish we both had when we first started. I was really into the strategy and the step-by-step in place. And I wish I had the mindset and Shaheen had the mindset, but she really wished she had the step-by-step in place. So combining our strengths together, we know that this program can really help people uh, that are in that, you know, idea stage. They either have a side hustle or even if they're in their first year of business, it's just going to really help you set you up for success in the long term because you'll have the mindset as well as the step-by-step plan in place. So you won't be waking up wondering, what am I doing today? What am I doing tomorrow? How am I going to grow this business? You'll actually have a plan and then you'll have the mindset in place in order to feel confident to do it, right? That's the biggest thing when it comes to being a CEO is the confidence. And without that, it's really hard to grow as a business and as an individual within your business. So that's the Boss Up Blueprint. I'll, of course, put a link in the description below. And then the second update is that I'm running the brand mini shoots again this upcoming fall. So if you haven't been following me on Instagram, this might be new for you, but basically I created a package called the brand mini shoot and essentially it includes, you know, what you typically would think of with a brand shoot, photos, but we also include a brand video because unfortunately as much as we would love people to read everything on our website, a lot of people are just not going to. So a brand video will kind of give your voice to the brand and allow you to explain exactly what you do, all of that good stuff. And so the brand mini shoots also include the studio. We're also having a hair and makeup team come in. It also includes a one-on-one planning call. You also will have a one-hour styling session with a stylist so that you know what you're wearing for your brand shoot. That way you know that you are representing the best version of your brand. Uh, So I'll put more information in the description below, but those dates are upcoming. They're in October and in November, and they're also only available in New York and in Boston. So of course, if you have any questions, feel free to DM me, send me an email, anything like that. Okay, now that's all the updates, and that was a very long update, so I'm going to try to make them shorter next time. Uh, But for this episode, as I mentioned, I'm going to be talking about the five best decisions I made that grew my business. And I'll explain too um, a little bit more about this growth period. If you wanted to know more about how I started my business, definitely go listen to episode eight for all those details and how I got started, why I got started. But you get to a certain point into your business that you realize something needs to happen in order for me to get to the next level, right? And that for me was in year two of my business where I started realizing that I was creating a business that really didn't align with me. At the time, I was really overwhelmed. Burnout was coming on strong. I was stressed out a lot of the time and it started to affect me personally as well as affect my relationships around me. You know, no one likes a cranky person. No one likes an agitated person. And I feel like when I was getting to that growth stage, I was really becoming a person I didn't even want to be around, right? 
I started not going out with my friends as much. I started only texting and not calling. And if you know me, I do love having a phone call conversation with people, uh, not just texting and going back and forth. So really my business was taking over and I knew that something needed to give. This was also, of course, right at the beginning of the pandemic. So it didn't help either with all the pandemic stuff happening that everything just changed so quickly. So about two months into the pandemic, this was when I did truly realize that I needed to change things up. And I was about year two in the business and I really needed to step back and focus on how I wanted to serve people, how I could best help people with my expertise and also how I could create a business that I wanted to have, right? We start these small businesses because we want to work for ourselves and we want to create a business that's not like anything else out there. And it's harder to do that when you are listening to what people are telling you to do or what you need to be doing or what you should be doing. And I've mentioned this so many times, but you don't need to be doing or you should not be doing anything, right? You need to focus on what you want to do at the end of the day. That's what you need and should be focusing on. You do not need to focus on what other people are telling you if it does not align with you. And that's exactly what I started to feel like. So now that we've kind of grown a little bit more, I've kind of gone through the growing pains. I'm realizing now that there were really five key decisions that I made in order to grow my business that again worked for me. So just a little disclaimer, uh, these decisions and these strategies worked for me. They could, should, need whatever we're saying, may or may not work for you. Just at the end of the day, if these decisions and if these plans resonate with you and they work, I would love to know. But if they don't, they may not work out for you. This is just kind of what worked for me and I hope that you can take it and implement it into your business. But again, if it doesn't work for you, no harm, no foul, right? So decision number one was I decided to turn my payment plans into long-term payment plans. So at Apto Media, we offer long-term payment plans on all of our services with one exception, of course, which is our one-on-one strategy calls because those are only an hour long. They're $200 and people can book them whenever they want. Uh, So if you are interested, again, I'll put in the description below, but every other service of ours, our clients have the opportunity to pay for the service they sign up for on a long-term payment plan. And a lot of coaches and some business strategists will not advise you to have clients on a long-term payment plan. They will say it's best to have clients pay up front or offer a payment plan, but then charge them a percentage more for them being on a payment plan. Now, both of those reasons in my mind just didn't make sense for me, especially the latter of charging someone more, put them on a long-term payment plan. If In my mind, if someone needed a payment plan, I wouldn't, why would I charge them more, right? At the end of the day, they clearly don't have the money up front to pay for the package. And I don't think that they should be charged more because they can't afford it up front. We at Aptomedia want to see our clients succeed and I want to see my clients succeed from the very beginning. And sometimes when you're first getting started or no matter what place you are in your business, a huge financial commitment is hard to make. So that's why I offer long-term payment plans. So another reason 
that I offer long-term payment plans is because I'm able to predict our upcoming income. So for me, I am not a financial savvy person. I didn't grow up talking about money. I kind of am figuring it out as I go along. I have worked with a money mindset coach in the past. I now have a financial advisor. So I'm taking the right steps in order for me to learn about being financially savvy, but I'm not normally a financial savvy person. I was that kid that if I received $20, I would figure out how to spend the $20. So I'm trying to rework my mindset and business practices and financial practices, but it's very hard to do that, especially if you didn't grow up talking about it or figuring it out. And, you know, I'm figuring it out now. So anyway, for me, long-term payment plans really do help me predict my upcoming income. So I can say right now from today, uh, it's Monday, September 13th, that all of my personal and all of the business expenses are covered throughout the end of the year because of these long-term payment plans. And it feels really good to say that out loud or to you over a microphone. For me, knowing that I have the necessities covered allows me to have some peace of mind that if I make any changes in the future for our services, or if I want to take a week vacation, or if I want to invest in another business coach or invest in a course or anything like that, I know that I can do that with peace of mind because I can see the upcoming income that is going to come in no matter what because of these long-term payment plans. Now, I do want to discuss the two reasons that this may not work for you, and they are the reasons why some coaches and strategists don't recommend implementing them into businesses, and I've heard that before, so I just wanted to kind of talk about it, but I also wanted to reveal why I think that they are not good enough reasons for me not to implement long-term payment plans into Aptomedia. The first reason why I see strategists and coaches not suggesting long-term payment plans is because there is a fear that people may not pay after their service is completed. So let's say a client signs up for a package and they're on a six-month long-term payment plan, but it only takes about three months to complete the project. So then that would mean that three months they're paying for the service, but it's already completed. And so the fear is, is that they will not continue to make payments after their service is completed. So they will really only pay for three months and they won't continue paying the rest of the three months. And so this is where I'm coming in and telling you that that's not a good enough reason for me not to implement them because I can proudly say, and of course I'm knocking on wood if you can hear me, that every client that I've worked with that I've put on a long-term payment plan has always paid me for the services that I've completed and Apto has completed for them. So if you do your research on your client, of course, if you feel them out and if you trust your gut, you'll know if a client is going to pay by the date or if they're going to wait a little bit. Maybe you have to run after them and harass them. And you also can feel in your gut and trust your intuition if this is a client that is just not going to pay. Every situation that I've been in where I've only been in, uh, I've only been in one major situation where a client hasn't paid and I truly should have listened to my gut from the very beginning and done a couple things in order 
for them to pay. That's a whole nother story. Maybe I'll bring that up in another podcast episode. For me, I've never really had an issue because the clients that I work with are really good people, right? They're amazing individuals. They're amazing people just starting their businesses that I've never had an issue of a client not paying because they trust me. I trust them. And with that trust together, that's how we're going to create a great strategy for their business. So I've never had that issue. Now, the second reason I've seen coaches and strategists and business professionals alike not recommend long-term payment plans is because they think that it will cost you more in the long term. And that's actually true. It will cost you more for putting clients on a long-term payment plans for two reasons. One is that sometimes clients, because they are technically still paying you, they will creep in and ask a couple last minute questions, even if your service is completed. I've really only dealt with a couple clients that have asked me questions. Not that big of a deal in my mind. Uh, And then the second reason is that the credit card processing fee, you will have to pay a 3% charge every time a fee is going through your system, right? So instead of only being charged 3%, let's say on $1,000 up front, you're now being charged 3% on $200 if you split that out over four or five months. So technically, yes, you are losing money and it is costing you more. However, these two reasons, having to answer a couple questions for clients and paying such a small additional fee, in my opinion, are such minor cons that the pros outweigh them. In all honesty, because of these long-term payment plans, I have made more money and have been able to help out more businesses. And that means that there are more successful businesses in this world. And that's my why. And that's why I do what I do. Money to me doesn't mean anything if you don't have a why behind your brand. So if long-term payment plans or really any other pricing that you decide on fits with your why, then you'll absolutely see a greater impact of what you're doing and you'll reap in the gold or whatever that phrase is. You'll reap in the, I can't think of the phrase, (laughs) you'll reap in the benefits or whatever it is because People like doing business with people. And so if you understand their situation and if you are empathetic to what they're going through as a small business, as a new business or wherever they are in their business, they're going to appreciate that. And most of the business that I've received because of these long-term payment plans are from previous clients. Most of our clients are word of mouth right now. We are now getting into the stage of getting clients on social media But it's also because they've heard of us through social media, through our clients that have recommended us. So it all goes in turn and it all makes the world go round. So for us, long-term payment plans was one of the best decisions that I made in order to grow the business. Now, decision number two was creating systems within my business. First system I ever invested in was HoneyBook. And I have been using HoneyBook since the very beginning and I highly recommend using it. It's so easy to use, set up and integrate into your business. You can honestly do it within one day versus some of other platforms I've tried, takes a little bit longer, but HoneyBook is really easy. 
And there's a couple features that I love. One of the features that I love with HoneyBook is that they have this automatic payment feature. So before using HoneyBook, I would send out, you know, PDFs to clients and pray that they would pay. And then they would say, oh, the check's in the mail. And then I would get the check and it said it was dated two weeks, you know, after they said it was in the mail. So the automatic, they have this automatic payment feature that they instantly charge your clients their fees and their payment plans without you or them having to think about it. And you don't have to use this feature, but I do highly recommend using it if you do have issues with clients paying on time. Or for me, I have clients pay us on the first or the 15th of every month. So for me, it's really nice to know the first everyone's going to be charged and the 15th everyone's going to be charged with their long-term payment plan. So really helps me is the automatic payment feature. They also have uh, an automation system that you can automatically email clients based on the projects that they have booked. This is super helpful because we have a different set of processes for an example, our brand mini shoots, right? They receive a completely different set of emails than our clients that sign up for the Apto blueprint. So it's really easy to set up those automations per package or per service that you offer and you can set everything up, schedule it, you can review the email before you send it out to the client. So it's really simple and easy to use. And I love that, again, just makes your business so much more automated and so much more automatic. And the last great feature of HoneyBook that I love is that they have the viewed or seen feature. I think it's seen, actually. I don't think it's viewed. Uh, no, I think it's viewed. I don't know. I have to look back. But it's either viewed or seen feature in HoneyBook. And so essentially you can integrate your email into HoneyBook so that when you do send a proposal or a contract or, or an invoice through HoneyBook, once the client opens up the email, they their status changes to that viewed or seen. And so it's really helpful because then you can know when is the best time to follow up. So if they haven't seen your email, then maybe you want to follow up in two days. But if they have seen your email, maybe you want to wait a couple more days so that they can look over the content and everything. So it's really nice too, because then you know what clients are being serious and what clients aren't. Because if a client also, I had this one potential client reach out and say, oh, but I, have, I haven't seen your email or I don't know what it is. And they just kind of kept pushing off and off the services that we offered. And in reality, I could see that they had seen the email. So I knew that it just wasn't a good fit for us because if they're lying about seeing an email, probably not the greatest fit, right? So it's really nice and helpful to know when clients have seen and viewed these emails. Okay, so that's enough about HoneyBook. Now, the second set of systems that I had implemented into the business is an internal management system. So again, about year two of the business, I decided that I did need to hire some contractors and grow the team a little bit because we were getting an influx of project inquiries, but I wasn't able to finish them all by myself on a timely manner. And so I was having to give projects away to different companies and not being able to work with people that you want to work with and having to push money out the door is really, really hard. So I knew that I needed to grow the team. But before I started growing the team, I then I also realized that I had no systems, absolutely nothing, right? It was all in my brain. I knew how to run my company and that was it. But if someone else needed to run my company or let's say I was sick 
or I had an assistant or anything like that, I could never give them anything because I had nothing to give them because I had never created true systems. And if I think back to my corporate days, I mean, we had systems, but because we were in an office, our systems were essentially set up a meeting or have a conversation with someone, right? That was our system in order for to get everything done. So I never had to message someone about getting something done. Yes, we had email for our external clients that we had, but for our internal systems, it was all walk to someone's cubicle, walk to a meeting office, walk to, you know, a VP office. That was how we got work done. So I really had nothing to base it off of. So I had to figure it out on my own. But once I realized that I needed systems, I tried every internal management or project management platform there was. So I tried monday.com. I tried Trello, Asana, ClickUp, every system you can imagine. I tried it because I knew I needed something that was simple, that was robust, and that just allowed me to create a system easily and effectively for my team uh, that I could give them work and not have to worry about it. So currently I use Asana and it's free. That was one of the main reasons why I use Asana because their free service that they have is great. I'm able to create a great system, email our contractors, email our team. Uh, if you have a bigger team though, I would suggest upgrading to ClickUp. It does cost uh, a monthly fee, but it is a little bit more of a robust system. But for us, Asana is perfect right now. If we do uh, grow our team a little bit more, we probably will switch to ClickUp though. Those are the two systems that I have in my business that have honestly saved me so much time, so much money, and in the long run, I'm now able to run the business without feeling the pressure of me always being in the business, right? So if something pops up, like an emergency pops up with family, or if I want to plan a sporadic trip somewhere, I'm able to rely on the systems that I've created because they're able to help me run my business more efficiently and effectively. So if you don't have systems, they will make or break your business, and they're honestly the biggest contributing factor as to why businesses grow. And this is something that I help clients with in the Apto Blueprint, is creating those systems and putting them in place, because when I have seen businesses implement them and when I've helped businesses implement them, the systems that we build and how they get work done, it just goes so much more efficiently that it's really the reason why these businesses grow. So if you don't have systems, absolutely get those into place. Now, decision number three is that I started consistently updating the Apto Media website. And I have seen this time and time again. You design a website yourself or you hire a website designer and they complete your website, it's finished, and then two years later, you realize that your website doesn't actually display who you currently are, maybe what you're selling, and it doesn't even have anything to do with your business anymore, right? Things have changed, you've had new clients, maybe you've added a service, and none of that is on your website. So I realized I was doing that, and I was relying on, my biz on the website to sell my business, and then when clients would come to me, they would say, oh, I thought you offered this, but you don't offer this anymore, so what do you offer? And that's an issue, right? You need to make sure that your website is consistently updated. It needs to be you know, updated with the services, with your pricing, with your past clients that you've worked with, 
So I suggest setting a time aside each month. I would suggest about three to four hours. Once you keep it going and if you're not making so many changes every month, then you can kind of scale it down. But I would suggest having three to four hours per month just to audit your website. You know, change your messaging if you need to. Add your new services. Upload new client work if you're a service provider like us. Like for us, we have a portfolio page. And so when I realized that our portfolio page didn't have our newest clients, like we didn't have our newest clients on there for a year. Like it was a problem. So for me... Another reason why our business has consistently grown within the past two years is because of me updating the website and me updating our services and our pricing, and it also boosts your SEO. So if you're having issues with your website in general, um, so if you feel that your website doesn't reflect what your current business model or what your current services are, that's a problem. So make sure to set time aside each month to just update your website consistently and your business will thank you, of course. Now, the fourth decision that I made was creating a social media content creation plan. And this one was huge because it allowed my brain to free up time and space and not feel so concerned about what I was going to be posting every day. So I don't plan everything out to a T because some things come up. Let's say someone wants to do a giveaway with me or there's a last minute promo or I'm in a workshop that I need to promote. So I don't plan everything out to a T, but what I do is work in bigger chunks. So the only thing that I do plan to a T is that content creation. So I know every Monday morning is Apto content creation. That is the schedule. That's what it is. That is in my calendar, but what I'm posting day to day, I kind of figure out about a week or two in advance. I don't plan out super far in advance because of those last minute things that come up. So before I had this content creation plan, I kind of would post when I felt like it here or there. And sometimes I would not post for two, three months. And I was honestly never consistent, which If you know me by now, that is my favorite word, which is consistency, even though I think it needs a rebrand. I was never consistent with my own social media work because at the time I was so focused on client work and creating content for clients that I would forget about myself because I didn't even have this content creation plan, right? So finally, when I created a plan, things kind of felt like they were coming together, right? That's where I mentioned before, we are now getting inquiries on social media because I'm consistent, because I'm creating this plan. And my planning is really simple when it comes to the actual content. I map out with our marketing strategy when launches are going to be, when I'm going to be promoting things. If I am, for example, teaching a workshop you know, I kind of plan those out, like I mentioned, two weeks in advance. And then I also set out the five pillars. And the five pillar thing is nothing new. I didn't make this up. But it is super helpful so that each week I can look at and see what I need to market and then adjust to those five pillars. So essentially, the five pillars are themes that you create that relate to your business to enable you to post each day. For an example, one of my five pillars is branding and marketing strategy tips. So 
I know Monday is going to be about branding and marketing strategy tips, right? But if I'm promoting, let's say, the brand mini shoots, how can I integrate that theme with the strategy in place? And the five pillars really help because if I can't figure out what to post for that week, I just kind of look at my five pillars and then I have a better direction of what I'm actually going to post. And this also helps to make sure that I'm providing value to my audience and not just selling, selling, selling. Yes, we do need to sell and make money, but you first want to provide value so that your clients understand the type of value they will pay for when they pay for your services. So whenever you're providing value, you want to provide enough value that then someone is excited and enticed to then sign up for your services because the value that you provide and the trust that you provide is the way that you're going to move forward. Okay, and number five, last but not least, the fifth decision I made was having consistency everywhere. And as I said earlier, consistency is my favorite word, and I cannot say this word enough because you need to be consistent everywhere. And so I don't just mean by posting on social media, I mean everywhere. And so I mean having the same fonts on your website, they need to be the same having the same brand colors and you're using those on social media, on your marketing materials, on your website, even wearing your brand colors, right? That emulates who you are and the business that you have. Your messaging needs to be the same in your bio that you send for press and the same in your marketing materials. Whenever someone sees something that you're, of your brand, they need to instantly feel its personality and that will come with consistency and being consistent everywhere. And I bring in my one of my favorite examples that I talk about all the time. Think of Coca-Cola. And the reason why I talk about Coca-Cola all the time is because everyone knows this brand. And why? Because they have the same font, colors, and brand messaging in every country, town, county, even in different languages. Everyone knows the Coca-Cola brand at this point throughout the entire world. And it all means the same for people because people can easily recognize the brand because they are consistent everywhere. You want your brand to be remembered as the same for everyone. That doesn't mean you have to help everyone in the same way, but that you need to be remembered in the same way. And so as soon as I got really consistent in my messaging, in my brand colors, in my fonts and everywhere, and I mean everywhere throughout social media, website, marketing materials, just as I've said, when you are marketing consistency everywhere, people will start recognizing your brand. So that is it. That is today's episode. I hope it was super helpful and I hope that you have a long to-do list to take your business to the next level. If you have any questions, of course, feel free to reach out. If you want to do me a solid and write an Apple podcast review, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you do write a review, send me a screenshot at hello at perthecontract.com and I'll send you something special in the mail. So until next time, thank you so much for listening and I will chat with you next week. Bye for now.